Good afternoon, this is Father Toby with you live from Cambridge on a beautiful but very uh, wintry day. Having uh, come up from London today, it feels somewhat like I've uh, come into Siberia. London was pretty cold, but it's much colder here and very, very icy. Um, I want to begin today with the uh, gospel from today's Mass, which is taken from Luke chapter 7. When John's messengers had gone, Jesus began to talk to the people about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swaying in the breeze? No. Then what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? Oh no, those who go in for fine clothes and live luxuriously are to be found at court. Then what did you go out to see? prophet. Yes, I tell you, and much more than a prophet. He is the one of whom scripture says, See, I am going to send my messenger before you. He will prepare the way before you. I tell you, of all the children born of women, there is no one greater than John, yet the least in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. All the people who heard him and the tax collectors too acknowledged God's plan by accepting baptism from John. But by refusing baptism from him, the Pharisees and the lawyers had thwarted what God had in mind for them. If yesterday's gospel and today's are sounding a little bit familiar and you've got the feeling that you heard them pretty recently, asking yourself, is Father Toby confused and repeating himself? as if such a thing were possible. It's very possible, as it happens. Um, but the reason these sound familiar um, is not because on this occasion I'm confused and repeating myself, but because we've been now hearing over two days from Luke's Gospel what we heard in one single tranche from St Matthew's Gospel on Sunday. And I know at least with me there can be a tendency when we've heard the same passage recently to glaze over it, to say, oh, I know that one. It can be a fine line for us sometimes between the familiarity that leads us into intimacy and the familiarity that breeds contempt. I've heard it suggested that people unfamiliar with the scriptures should first read the Gospel of St Mark, not least because of its brevity, but also because of the dramatic style that he recounts events in and links them with immediately's and suddenly's. And there are numerous stories of people who have been converted to Christ after one such reading. But one reading cannot be the end of the story, and for us one hearing cannot be the end of our listening. The living waters of the word of God has to be something that we immerse ourselves in, not just splash ourselves with from time to time and towel ourselves off after. There is a desire within most of us for newness, which leads, I think, to a certain restlessness, an inability sometimes to stay still, which manifests itself, at least interiorly, as a running away from God. The Christian life, in its essence, is very simple. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. 
and then to love your neighbour as you love yourself. That's it. Sin complicates life, but that's it, the Christian life, to love. Christian love is ecstatic. It requires us to go out of ourselves, not being concerned with the newness that I might want, but the unchanging needs of others to be loved and of God as the only proper, unchanging object of my worship. Over this Christmas period, if you've not read it before, or perhaps in light of what I've said, especially if you've read it before, I'd like to recommend to you the wonderful little book, The Wind in the Willows by Kenneth Graham. It's a novel about home and being rooted. It's what Mole discovers the goodness of, and it's what Mr. Toad never manages. Mr. Toad always convinced that the new thing is the best thing, flitting from one thing to the next, never mastering, always being allured by the shiny and the new. But for us, we will only find our rest in God. And that calls for us to go back to him time and time again, to return to the Gospels time and time again, to read what is familiar and to hear our Lord still call to us through it, call us into ever greater fidelity, ever greater love. And in this way, we will find, finally find a place in which we can rest our restless heart. So I want to close today, rather ironically in light of what I've said before, but by playing um, one of my favourite hymns, I heard the voice of Jesus say, um, but in a setting that I'd uh, not heard before. Um, there you go. I don't always practice what I preach, but I couldn't find the version that I really, really liked and I'm most familiar with. So here is a, a new and a, a wonderful version by the Edwin Hawkins singers I heard the voice of Jesus.
Thank you.